I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography, to marketing, and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Godandourdogs.com. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. We begin to see ourselves from God's perspective. You can find us at GodandOurDogs.com and on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at God and Our Dogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Judith Rivers, half of the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. (laughs) Judith is passionate, capable, and creative. She's a wonderful embodiment of the great commandment to love God and love others. Her many dogs would agree with that, introducing her as my loving caregiver. Welcome, Judith. We are blessed to have you with us today. Well, thank you so much, Meg. I'm so excited and I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I can't wait to for everybody to learn about your dogs because <laughs> you have a whole menagerie of dogs. But you really started out with dogs as a kid. Yes. And your grandparents were breeders, weren't they? Yes, they were. My grandfather um, had beagles and my grandmother had Yorkies. And both of them uh, would breed the dogs, and then uh, they would sell them and ship them uh, to all over. So I, from the time I was very young, uh, was around puppies and all kinds of dogs, and then going through that transition. So yes, I've always been around dogs. Yeah, yeah. So later in life, you had a dog named Duke before you got <laughs> married. Tell us a little bit about yes. Duke. He was he was an interesting, talented yes. young. <laughs> Young dog. Escape artist. <laughs> Escape artist. I wanted you to say that. <laughs> he was, he kind of looked like a golden retriever, but he wasn't. He was, he had a, a tail, almost like a chow mm-hmm. that had a lot of beautiful feathering in it. And he was kind of a golden color, but not quite as big as a golden retriever. And I had him when I was single and um, I had an eight foot privacy fence in the back of my house and he would figure out how to climb and get over that fence and escape out into the neighborhood. That is amazing. Um, But the funniest part about the story is when I would call him, he would literally um, look back at me and throw up that big feather tail and wag it like, I see you, I hear you, but I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, he he was quite, but I was very close to him and I had him at a point in my life where I was kind of sad 
Mm-hmm. And um, many a times he would crawl up into bed with me and just love me and make me feel better. And yeah, I adored him and I miss him desperately. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he got older, you know, his health started failing. But the sweet for us to say goodbye to him was he just fell asleep in my walk-in closet one evening. And oh, wow. To that big rainbow, I uh-huh, guess. The rainbow. Uh-huh. Infamous rainbow. Yes. Well, when you met Dwayne, you also... Uh, met another dog lover. And how <laughs> yes. many dogs did you guys have between you oh, at that time? Oh, my goodness. I, you know, you had asked me that, and I'm trying to think in my mind. I want to say it was six or seven, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Um, so. And people would tease us, uh, even while we were dating and when we got engaged, that it was like his, hers, and ours. Do you remember that yes. movie? Uh-huh. The, I think it was. With a, the kids. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And we were like that from the very beginning. And in fact, um, after Dwayne proposed to me, we had a picture taken, like an engagement picture or what have you. And our engagement picture was he and I, all of these dogs, and he had, uh, and it was all different dogs. So we we have no prejudice of what kind of dogs we love. (laughs) Um, He had a uh, Rottweiler and I think uh, at the time, two, possibly three Cocker Spaniels. His one Cocker Spaniel he had in college and he still had that cocker. In fact, he had lost his eyesight in both eyes, but he just maneuvered around. Uh-huh. Bronson was his name. Um, and then I had a cocker spaniel and a Yorkie, and I had Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how many is that anyway? I don't know. But, a, a but bunch. It was quite, I lost track. <laughs> it was quite the menagerie of dogs to mm-hmm. have, especially to have the little teeny Yorkie and the giant Rottweiler. Rottweiler yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, I think even before you got married, after you got engaged, he wanted you to have a new dog. So Correct. tell us about how that all went down. Okay, so I had gotten it in my heart that I wanted a chocolate Cocker Spaniel, which was a little bit more difficult to find. And he found a breeder. We were still living in Atlanta. This was 25 years ago. And he took me to the uh, breeder, and they had a beautiful chocolate Cocker Spaniel, which we ended up Um, naming Corky. But while we were there, there was a little black Cocker Spaniel. It was kind of the runt of the litter. And um, you could tell there was something wrong, you know, like his forehead was not right and he wasn't walking quite right. And my attention immediately went from this beautiful chocolate cocker that the breeder was really happy that Dwayne was there to write a nice size check to purchase for me to this little black cocker that was, you know, not healthy at all. And I said, no, I, I, I really, I know I, we came here for the chocolate cocker, but I really would like the little black one. And a look of horror rushed over her face. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> and she quickly said, well, I'll tell you what. If you buy the chocolate cocker spaniel, I'll give you the cocker to take home with you. And which, you know, of course, swelled my heart because there was talk from the breeder that she might have to euthanize him because mm-hmm. his health was so bad. And we did. We took we took the little black cocker home with us. He, he never really got that big. We ended up naming him Monkey because his little face looked like Monkey. And we had the chocolate, which was Corky, so Corky and Monkey. And um, he lived for... I'm, probably eight nine months so uh-huh. it was a short but we made him very comfortable and I just loved him and just felt like yeah nice. he had a life of love that's right yeah. well you know there's a problem sometimes when you're married and you have two kids and you bring more dogs into your life that are supposed <laughs> to be your dogs mm-hmm. but they don't end up being your dogs so mm. tell us a little bit about mm. how that all went down 
so I think the girls were like five and two at the time. So we'd mm-hmm. been married for a little while. And Dwayne was going to surprise me. And actually, it was right before Christmas. And he took our uh, Morgan at the time, who was two, and uh, my mother-in-law. And they came home. And Morgan said, couldn't keep a secret. And so she said, Mommy, Mommy, Daddy got you a Bichon Freeze. <laughs> she was so excited. And so uh, Coconut was the Bichon Freeze and was supposed to be my dog. <laughs> and immediately, uh, within a week or so, very quickly bonded with no one other than my husband. Just <laughs> followed him around everywhere, sat with him in his chair, and still does to this day. She's 16 now. Mm-hmm. And... So about eight months, maybe a year later, Wayne said, you know what, I'm going to take you back to the um, place that we went, and I I want you to pick out another Bichon. It'd be great for Coconut to have a a partner in crime. Mm -hmm. And so we went back, and probably another similar story, that I was there at the breeders, and she had kind of selected, because um, I have a lot of energy, so she said, this would be the perfect dog for you. She's petite and lots of energy, and this will be a great little dog for you, a great Mm -hmm. little Bichon for you. And uh, I was, you know, petting her and loving her, and she was adorable, and and then over in the corner (laughs) was another Bichon that was just quiet and shy and looked so lonely and so we just couldn't decide and so we brought both of them home. (laughs) So which one ended up being your dog? Well, um, neither one of them. (laughs) We see a pattern developing in your life, Judith. I know. So, and it was, it's kind of a funny part of the story also because I have two daughters and my one daughter um, is kind of more quiet and shy and my other daughter is uh, very, um, not, more outgoing, more, and so anyway, so it was cute because the shy and quiet dog, which is Shiloh, bonded with my more precocious, outgoing daughter uh-huh. and my, and the very outgoing, you know, kind of rambunctious dog bonded with my older daughter, Mackenzie, um, who's more quiet. Yeah, they Um, complimented one another. Yes, so, but (laughs) needless to say, there I was. (laughs) Not that we didn't have other dogs, but anyways, and so, um, as fate may be, we were at a horse show uh, several months later, a few months later, and a beautiful lady was carrying around a small puppy, very small. I mean, not much bigger than my hand, really. And, you know, Dwayne says that nowadays, instead of calling them mutts, they call them boutique dogs. And <laughs> so, so what was your boutique dog? She was a Pomeranian Shih Tzu, and Dwayne has a nickname for her. Um, he calls her a palm something. And Our listeners can extrapolate <laughs> from there about this um, exotic mix. Mm-hmm. Because she, And the reason he has that nickname for her is because she's a little bit of a rascal. Mm. And anyways, at the, at the horse show, I, I did end up getting Sheba is her name. And because she was so small and we were at the horse show, I didn't really have anything. I stuck her down in my shirt. And for the rest of the weekend, her little head just popped out of the top of my shirt, and I just carried her around everywhere I went. You set a new style. Is that called living jewelry, Judith? (laughs) Yes, Yes, I do. I do like 
furry thing. So <laughs> perhaps that is, yes. Yeah. But anyways, and then when we came home, because she was so small and the other dogs were larger and I had small children at home and, you know, there was a lot going on in our household, I carried her with me for that for probably about six months of her life um, so that she wouldn't get stepped on mm-hmm. or ran over or what have you. And and also I kind of made my daughters and my husband promise not to bond with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's walking around with you, Judith, in your shirt, then there's not much opportunity for that. <laughs> so I did, yes. Anyway, so, um, and then probably, she was still pretty young. She was under a year old and we had a heavy door on our back and um, she actually, coming in and out, uh, I ran out to get something for Dwayne, and she got caught in the door. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so, and it was a metal door, and so, and she was very small. So, to, off to the clinic we went, and she was there for several days on oxygen and what have you. It was. We don't have a whole lot of time to go into huge details, but... You've had so many dogs. Tell us a little bit about what happened to Levi. Uh, Levi and Montana were in an outside kennel, and we uh, went to check on him one afternoon. And Tana was absolutely fine, not a scratch on him. But poor Levi almost was scalped. And uh, we never really completely resolved it, but the only thing we can think is that maybe he was attacked by a raccoon. Oh, wow. Um, and so we took him Im- immediately to the emergency clinic, and uh, he was in ICU for probably two weeks. Wow. And when we got there, the vets basically said his chances were very low. But being the animal lovers that our family is, especially my husband, he will spare no time or expense to make sure that, you know, that Levi got the best of care. And but really what I think pulled Levi through, because um, he's still with us today, against what the vets thought, is my daughter, Morgan, is very attached to him. And she went up there every day and sat either, you know, outside the glass when he was in ICU or actually held him. And I just think she really, we jokingly call her the horse whisperer and the dog whisperer because she can, yeah, she just has such a heart for animals Mm -hmm. and just loved and cared on him. And I truly believe it was a miracle. I mean, the vets even said. Yeah, that's a neat story. Uh That's a neat story. Well, Judith Rivers with the Rivers team at Phyllis Browning. Before we talk more about your dogs and how you've seen God in your dogs, I'd love for people to understand what makes the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning so special. You really develop great relationships and understand your clients and even the, the clients that are coming to see the properties right. that you are um, listing. Yeah. So tell us about your process. It is my husband and I that work together for Phyllis Browning, uh, which I, I love working with Dwayne. Yes, and you guys are a great team. Um, you really work well with helping your sellers stage properly. Okay. Dwayne is great as far as figuring out the business side, helping everybody set a proper price. And you're really great at the negotiation portion and also helping your buyers and sellers come up with a good deal that people feel happy about. Well, you are too kind, Meg. Thank you so much. But I I really, I say this jokingly sometimes to people, but it is a serious and uh, comment that I really feel like people are getting two for one. 
Um, I think that Dwayne has a lot of strengths that he brings to the table and years of experience. He's had his real estate license since 1978 mm-hmm. um, and has been on the building side and the, the land side. So water rights and equestrian properties he's exquisite at. And I bring other assets to the table, um, mm-hmm. staging and photography and working with the people and gaining a relationship with them. We really don't feel like we are real estate agents. I, we really look at it as um, that it's part of our ministry mm-hmm. and that we just love getting to know people. And that at the end of a transaction, we always say that we want people to feel so comfortable and so confident and what we've been able to accomplish for them and with them, that we become friends. Exactly. Well, if listeners want to hear uh, and learn more about the Rivers Team, they can find you on the web at theriversteam.com or by calling Phyllis Browning. Well, we have great sponsors that got in our dogs, not only the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, but also Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month is a $100 Amazon gift card. So go to our website, GodInOurDogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's GodInOurDogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. GodInOurDogs.com Hi, this is Superintendent Tommy Price, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Well, we're back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host, and we're here with Judith Rivers of the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Before the break, Judith told us about her menagerie of dogs all through all through her life, and right now I think the count is 10 dogs, <laughs> and um, Judith, when... When we planned the show, and the reason, reason there's a reason I'm saying 10 dogs, because when we were planning the show, I think you thought you had to pick just one dog mm. to talk about. And um, it really made me think about um, the observation that you had as far as they're all your favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when we talked yesterday that I told you it's almost like when a mother has children and she has her first baby and she's so enamored and so excited and then she has pregnant with a second child how could she, her heart even grow big enough to love the, the next child and some you know sometimes parents have five six children but you always you know that's what god does for us is he just i think grows our heart and um, each of them are individual and wonderful and fabulous and um, unique um, just like God makes us all unique and special. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's, I guess, our dogs to us are like, are part of our family and are my children. And so I can't really, um, yeah, I can't pick one. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of wonder if God feels the same way about us. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Sometimes, you know, you see somebody and think, oh, gosh, I could wish I could pray like that person, or mm-hmm. I wish I could read scripture like that person, or I wish I could teach like this person. But God, and you touched on it, he, mm-hmm. he makes us all individuals, doesn't he? Yeah, and gives us different individual gifts um, that we should, you know, rest in and enjoy and, um, and give all the glory to him. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Judith, um, also, um, when we talked about all your wonderful dogs, um, the time aspect that you spend with your dogs really 
stood out to me? Um, well, uh, you know, like when we get home after a long day, we, you know, love sitting and being with them and, you know, and I think that, you know, God wants us to spend time with him. Uh-huh. And so it's all about a relationship um, and a personal relationship. And I think that that's what they're looking to us to, you know, to, to help them with or to supply for them. Um, the other part of it, I think that we chatted about on the phone is that, um, you know, a lot, a lot of times when we go on vacation or we're out of town for an extended period of time, uh, most people want to get home and, you know, get back to their bed and their pillow and their, their routine. Um, we really want to we really earnestly miss our dogs and want to get back. Um, to be with our animals and have sometimes catered our vacations around someplace that we can go that we might not be able to take 10 of them, but that we can at least take a few of them with us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, you know, God doesn't leave us when we go on vacation, does he? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's it's fun to think about, about what God's presence really does mean in our life. It's not just, you know, eight hours a day when you're awake or four hours a day when you're off of work before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, I, I would love to talk a little bit about Duke, your escape artist. Oh. Because, you know, that's so cool to think about um, has, as kind of defiant as he was. Yes. You still had grace in your heart for him. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the dogs, Duke especially, um, but all of the dogs, I think, have taught us something, you know, Sheba's a little sassy, Duke was a little defiant, Coconut's getting up there in age, and we have to honor her and her legacy and, you know, caretake for her, just like as we get older, want to caretake for our parents, or we want our children to caretake for us. Um, Duke's defiance I think maybe because he, you know, I had him when I was single and it was a, you know, a different time in my life. And his defiance, um, I think, taught me maybe even to be a better mother because teenagers aren't always real obedient. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and they can be defiant, but, you know, you never stop loving them. Right. You never give up on them. And maybe that's what Duke taught me. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I wonder too. Do we, you know, jump over the fence and look back when God's trying to call oh. us back? Mm. And um, it, I, a parable about mm-hmm. the prodigal son really comes to mind. Oh, you wow. Know? Yes. As far as being able to return. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't shut the door and tell him not to come back, right? No. Yeah. No. Very yeah. good. That's a great mm-hmm. analogy. You're yeah. absolutely correct that how many times do we do that mm-hmm. to God? Where yeah. um, do we stop? And wait and listen to what he has for us, what his plans are for us, or do we just get busy with what we think mm-hmm. the dog bone is over the over fence? Over the fence. <laughs> the grass is always greener, isn't it? Well, Judith, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we've had so much fun visiting with you about your your menagerie of dogs. <laughs> and I'd love to hear a little bit about not only you have a special place in your heart for your dogs, but you've got a special place in your heart for serving others. One of the places you love to serve is Hill Country Daily Bread Ministries. Why is that important to you? Oh, uh, We've been involved with Hill Country Daily Bread uh, Ministries for many years. Dwayne's on the board and 
I had helped uh, with the Vision Dinner for many years and is still involved with the Vision Dinner. But um, I just think it is such an amazing tapestry that God's hand alone has woven together. Um, there are many key people in that uh, ministry, um, Agnes Hubbard and so many other of her associates that help her lift that ministry up. But really who has done that is God. Mm -hmm. um, he really has parted mountains for finances for them to have that beautiful warehouse. And there's such a need here in the Hill Country that I don't think um, people always realize, but um, I think they service, and you can correct me, you might know better than me, Meg, but like 8,000 families That's throughout the whole country. And mm -hmm. they do it through the churches also. So it's not, they don't want to be like, it's Hill Country Daily Bread. They partner with the churches, and then the churches partner with the community members that need something. And they also, a lot of people don't know, but they partner with a lot of other philanthropies here in the Hill mm -hmm. Country and help the, them as well, like Hill Country Family Services and the Pregnancy Center and so forth, like if they're low on diapers or whatever they're right. needing. So um, I just think it is a, um, it's an orchestra of different people that have all, and I guess tapestry is the best word that I can think of because there's so many things mm -hmm. going on and so many good things that that couldn't happen by man's hand alone. It could only be the Lord. Yes, you're so right. And if people want to learn more about Hill Country Daily Bread, they can go online to their website. Absolutely. And also they have a big um, event coming up, the Vision Dinner, and people can learn more about that on the website as well. If yeah, they have in. great entertainment this year. They'll have a live and a silent auction. Mm -hmm. They'll have raffle tickets, all different ways that they're trying to raise money for the ministry. But also, it's a great time for the community and a great time to get together with mm -hmm. friends. You can host yeah. a table or what have you. Yeah. Well, Judith Rivers, thank you so much for being with us. Um, we've so enjoyed sharing, sharing and hearing your stories today. And we're so grateful for all of our listeners as well. Um, I appreciate all of you and thank you for listening to us uh, again today. And you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast site. And if you have a neat story about God and your dog, send an email to stories at GodandOurDogs.com. Follow us at hashtag God and Our Dogs or on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at God and Our Dogs. Please join me next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com.